din stemme har sin egen unikke lyd. Det du har at sige er vigtigt. Det kunne ændre verden. Um, today I'm speaking in English because my guest speaks in English. Um, so I guess I would say the the podcast in English would be the truth of the lips. My name is Louise and I'm your host on this podcast. And I just want to set the scene first. I am in my kitchen here in Nørrebro. And outside it's kind of a come like a typical Danish summer weather <laughs> with clouds and sun and rain and you don't really know what's gonna happen. Um, but right now it's nice and warm. And my guest is right here in front of me and I'm so happy you're here. Her name is Natasha Storm Figue... Fig- Let me see if I can say this right. <laughs> come on, give it a shot. Figue Roa. Figura. <laughs> no, I, I said it, is, it before, but yes, now I can. I know, of course. Once you look at the way Figue it's written, Figueroa. 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 Yes, it's very beautiful. Hustel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Welcome <laughs> to Lebana Sanhul, the you. truth of the lips Thank in you. English. I'm mm. so happy you're here. Mm. And I was actually today. I was thinking. When was the first time I met you or heard about you? And I'm actually not sure because yeah. you have kind of <laughs> come in and out through different um, ways. Yeah. For me, probably more than you are aware of. Okay. Um, I heard about you through a friend that you were many years ago, yeah. that you were doing a talk at the Burner community oh, yes yeah yes, yes so that was yeah. one way mm-hmm. and i also found your blog jellyfish right. heart right yes yeah so <laughs> right. i followed that also you had so many interesting articles yeah and i also dated a guy once that uh, you were friends with that told me that he told you about <gasps> me oh that's right <laughs> yes yes i remember that as well yeah so yeah. It, it's been kind of and then one day i met you at the nice cream with some of my that's friends right. yes. and so it's been kind of funny when i thought like when was the first time i heard about you yeah. i don't really know but yeah. it's been through many channels you can't get away from me yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're all over i'm everywhere <laughs> yes. yeah mm. so it's so nice and um i really enjoy connecting with you and meeting you and yeah. you're just so such a beautiful woman mm. and so um authentic and yeah just really someone you feel really comfortable with i feel mm. yeah oh that that moves me to hear i think yeah. it's something that i uh 
I aspire to be. Yeah. So that feels validating. In my world, you already are. Great. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and in your work, you have, you worked a lot with radical honesty and authentic relation and all these really interesting, um, I don't know what you could call it, techniques or something like that. Yeah. And you also work with dancing Mm. and shamanism Mm. and something called wheel of content. Consent. consent yes will of consent and boundary practice and tantra so yeah. you're like wow oh, you did you did you did some research you named it all i think yes yeah hmm. yeah so it's some really interesting things that you've been around and know about and hmm. work with now it's really i'm so curious and oh. i'm so excited to have this talk with you i'm so happy you're here great and of course it it relates a lot to what the podcast is about with the voice and Mm. the importance of expressing yourself and the work that I do myself also is related with everything that you do just from different angles and some things uh, kind of match together as well so yeah so welcome thank you <laughs> what a beautiful introduction and i uh i notice what's happening inside of me right now is just like yeah feeling i know the the sun has just uh emerged from behind the cloud but it's also a sensation of getting myself reflected back to me yeah like just feels so warm mm. like i am i identify as an ambivert you know which is both having extrovert and introvert yeah you know yeah and so a lot of times people uh have an understanding that an extrovert is a very outgoing personality and an introvert is a very more of a shy Mm. however that's not really what i've come to understand like it you can have a very outgoing introvert and a more shy extrovert an extrovert is someone who gets a lot of energy from outside of themselves Mm -hmm. and also kind of more understands themselves better through kind of interaction with other yeah um in that way like in especially in that particular way i'm very much an extrovert like yeah. like i really under I, I can just be like trapped in my own mind with my own ideas going around in circles hmm. but the moment i'm ac- able actually to express myself yeah and have it received and reflected back is 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 where I actually come into full three hundred and sixty dimension in myself. Yeah, like I understand myself best when I am connection in relationship to other. Mm. And with the caveat, of course, understanding that you're seeing one one part of me. Yeah, like not yeah. not everything you say. I'm not like yes, this is me exactly in me. That like I I still need to use the practice of understanding that this is your version of me, and I get to actually farm what is true for me or what feels alive but of course it's almost something in me resonates goes yes like all of those things that you must <laughs> have, like yeah that is me like yeah. that's thank you and it's 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 great to hear uh your your experience of me mm. yeah. yeah it's really interesting ambi uh, it's an it? ambivert. Ambivert. You know, yeah. like an ambidextrous person, right? Whoops. Yeah. Uh, almost uses like left and right. Yeah. So, it makes sense. So some people are really distinctly introverts. Yeah. And some people are very much extroverts. Mm. Like I still require 
because I go so deep into connection when I'm with people. Yeah. It's how I want to be. That means I also really do need to have a very clear balance of like no one else because I just really get so, and maybe that's also, you know, the, the shadow side of that is codependence, right? Yeah. So that is where it goes into lack of balance when you're really living for other people. Yeah. So that's a little bit of me. There's, there's light and shadow to everything. There's light and shadow sides. Yeah of everything definitely so me recognizing and just owning going like oh this is when i'm with another person like Mm. it's not it's really about the we yes so that's that's what i've named and if i can support that with healthy tools and good medicine like that becomes a very fulfilling place for me to be yeah and therefore i know that i need also an equal amount of just like alone time and self-reflection and and self-regulation so that's the way that I feel like I need that balance of introversion and yeah when I get too much of one or the other like I I go out of whack like I can really relate to that I think I'm the same actually because often I've been am I extrovert am I introvert but I, I have a strong need to spend time by myself to to function yeah and I really enjoy spending time alone. Yeah. That I think that's where sometimes I'm the happiest. Yes. Maybe it's going to sound a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it's wonderful that the person you most want to spend time with is yeah. yourself. Like yeah. that's, that would be lovely for all of us. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. But at the same time, I of course also need the, the social part and to yeah. spend time with people. And I like how you say that that's how I understand myself. That is not to go out and be social to get something necessarily or to give something, but to be in relation yeah. and to understand yourself in that way, to be reflected. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I like that perspective on it. And just when you um, kind of reflected back to me, what I then got another layer of is when. I get an opportunity to be in connection with somebody it's it's it also hits much it's not like I just understand more of where I am here with you and in us Mm. but it somehow starts to therefore have me more understand my place in the world yeah you know which is a very big ticket item I mean like that's you know like that's 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 a hugely important like thing for our for our sense of self like, yeah. to understand where we are to understand that we're both very very important and, yeah. and very very insignificant yeah. like you know like in both of the and and both of those are are equally true and important yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you said something about codependency yeah because that to me is super important to get out because <clears throat> i think here in denmark not many people are aware of it or know what it is in Danish, it would be called medafhængighed. Okay. Um, which it, for me is a little strange word in Danish. It's like medafhængighed. Yeah. A little strange. Um, but I I have personal experience with right. codependency. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I went to twelve steps groups uh, in Gran Canaria yeah. when I lived there, and it helped me so much. It was such a beautiful experience, but. Um, I think, yeah, as I said, not many p- 
people here in Denmark are aware of it or what it is and as I from what I know most people actually in some way have some kind of codependency in, in different sure. levels for sure so I think it's super important that maybe we we give some insight to what it is so yeah. would you maybe Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not an expert in it at all. Mm. Um, it is uh, so I I actually feel a bit like shy. I almost want to back away from being able to give like a definition and mm. more of like I think I'd be more interested for you to share what your experience is with it and for yeah. me to share what my experience is with it. Yeah. Understanding that like it's going to be something different for everyone else. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Like, I don't know if you remember that um, uh, my colleague Chris, who uh, you met. Yeah. Um, and of course, he has like just decades of, you know, a 12 step and, and, and codependency mm. um, kind of trainings underneath his belt. So like that's that's why I really bowed down yeah. to that and almost wanted to take advantage of his time while he was here. Mm. And before we even almost go into more of a discussion about it, one thing that he and I talked about later was the practice that we have in authentic relating, which is called undamming. 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 Yeah. So when we damn something, it is just like, maybe you like a simple way would say like the more extreme version of labeling something. Mm. Like, um, like, that's a cop you know yeah. that's a police officer and therefore like if i don't like police officers i don't like that guy because he's a police officer yeah like that's I'm, i've just damned this person into being a one or two dimensional person hmm. or is it the same I, as judging it, it's 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 almost like judgment is is smaller like like damnation works on like a greater scale mm. so to go a little deeper with it mm. is it is judging something and how can I put this like I just want to like I, I know that a lot of people maybe aren't like fully comfortable in the English so that's why I'm just like really trying hard to to choose where I can bring my most simple definitions yeah. of something yeah it's um it is being labeled into a place in which a part of our curiosity kind of just shuts down. Mm. That's really like kind of the process of undamming something mm. is just saying, this is that. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like I no longer need to be alive to like you and your experience. I don't know, mm. like, because you are this. And so we damn people, mm. we damn places, we damn ideas, uh, we damn religions and yeah. uh, gender identities and, We just, you know, it's just like, oh, I know I don't like that. And therefore it's nice. Let me just put this in a box. Mm. And so one thing that we talk about is when we undamn something mm -hmm. is we recognize our own judgments about yeah. something. We recognize that this is, this might be an aspect that we're receiving about this thing right now. Mm -hmm. And so one thing is like, for instance, damning something as good or bad mm. that is the most common thing that most of us do yeah um I'm, i'm here to tell you that there's really 
I don't know if there's any cure for it. <laughs> like, like no matter how, how practiced you are, I will still continue to do it. I yeah. just have the tools that help support me to not like to have, have it shut me down. Yeah, yeah. More or catch myself sooner. Mm. So codependence. Yeah. Codependence. Um, I just really want to undam even before we get into a conversation mm. about it, that, um, codependence is not bad. Yeah. Like codependence has light and shadow in it like anything mm-hmm. else. And one time I was having this talk with Chris, my colleague, and you know, I was talking about like, you know, at that moment I was really had this recognition like, wow, I thought I'd come so far in my codependence and I had just had this realization yeah. that I'd gotten myself in another codependent kind of dynamic with someone. Mm. And I remember being filled with shame, like how could I, in my awareness, like have gotten back into this and was, was really that shame kind of kept me from really like being loving towards myself and, and really allowing discomfort to be in there because I was so busy kind of going, how do I fix this or what Mm. do I do with it? And as I relaxed more and started to understand that a part of me especially because of my extroverted nature yeah, and my family of origin and society and all of these things that I, there was, there's will always be a part of me that will be codependent. Mm. And can I almost welcome that part of me and also understand that there's gifts that come with that codependence? Yeah. Right. Like, like I can kind of thank codependence, I think for like, the fact that I am deeply, deeply connected to people mm. and I really care yeah. and I have a tremendous amount of compassion. And I actually like kind of looked at Chris and I said, you know, there's part of me that really doesn't ever want to be rid of like codependence. I was like, sometimes I want to be deeply attached to someone else. Mm. Like I do. And I just want to own that and just say like, yeah, this is a part, this is a part of me too that yeah. also is worthy of love and and wants to be fed yeah yeah my experience with it has also been that there can be uh, some misunderstandings about it in relation to what you're saying that that you can because you're in recovery for codependency then it can sound like you need to get to a place where it's getting cured yeah cured exactly and the truth is we get these coping mechanisms which it actually is in many ways to survive some experiences that's difficult uh, as children Um, so it has actually kept us safe so in that way yeah we can be grateful for it but as as you say with everything else if it becomes too much or too extreme it's not good for us or for the relationships we have so there's this whole row of characteristics when you are codependent um which as i think i said most people would find that they can relate to many right, of those characteristics right. because it's like are you a pleaser are you a bit controlling yes uh, it's like there's so many like typical characteristics that you would find on that list yeah and which all is okay in certain extent Uh, but when you get to a point where you go into recovery for it it's usually because you find yourself often in some kind of relation maybe with your family with friends with a 
a lover or a romantic relation that just has gone too far yes. in some way um, that's what I, I have found and that that actually was what got me into uh, this recovery because mm. I I got a therapist who uh, who showed me the way to it um, and that came from me finding myself in a relationship that was really bad yeah. um, abusive yes um so and i'm I'm really grateful to to have this insight and this knowledge yeah um it really helped me to see that i I was struggling with uh, victimizing myself and how that affected me and many of my relations and not taking responsibility and that often comes from when you victimize yourself you kind of right. put responsibility on other people right. or blame and for me it has freed myself to to uh, learn about this and become aware of those things and um, get to a point where it's not so much a, a player in my life anymore of, of course I'm a human being yeah. but it's not uh, to the extreme and I think when you take your power back basically yeah. that's how I see it that's what you do like uh, take responsibility for yourself and your own feelings like in these meetings you sit and tell um, some of them maybe strangers some of them maybe people you got to know but open and freely what you feel what you experience from yourself and without um, talking about anybody else but yourself yeah. and that is actually freeing that you don't have to be over in other people they they do them and you do you yes, right, right? right in a way yeah yeah, yeah. You know, there's a, a there's even a there's even a podcast called uh, the one you feed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've heard of it. Yeah. Um, and you know he starts he starts each episode with telling this this old uh, metaphor, which is there is a an elder and a and a youth, you know, walking through the forest, and the elder says. Uh, inside of everyone there are two wolves you know one is a light wolf which mm. is you know full of joy and optimism and strength and bravery and the other wolf is dark and shadowy and full of angst and and grief and um and they're in a constant you know battle mm. And the youth says, you know, but which one wins? And the elder says, the one you feed. Mm. And he then asks his guest to kind of say, like, how does your work, like, recognize with this metaphor? And everyone just, like, depending, like, he gets guests from all different modalities and, mm. and practices. And, uh, you know, each one kind of descends it. And I just have this running, you know, like... I remember hearing this like, you know, 20 years ago and uh, really being deeply affected by it and just figuring and just thinking, I just have to feed that light wolf. I just have to feed. I have to starve out the dark wolf. I have to starve out that mm. dark wolf. And for many years, that fucked me up. Like, um, and it wasn't until I started doing some like deep shamanistic work 
but I realized that there was like this poor sad wolf that was just like you know just chained in the darkness you know just um just shackled and and just like abused out of general neglect Mm. and and uh you know lack of care and and really it's been a process for me to really bring that wolf out and and feed it and and welcome it and be like what what medicine do you have to share Mm. you know and you're also worthy of love like thank you for bringing the pain Mm. you know thank you for pointing out discomfort and things that are you know and and so really at the end of the day you know we we often especially in self-development work talk about shadow Mm. and we damn shadow very quickly into being something negative Mm. um and really like where we get into challenge is not with shadow but it's unintegrated shadow unintegrated shadow is that wolf kept buried in the cellar Mm. like you've not brought it into the light you've not said this is here too yeah yeah you know this is here too and also has value Mm. and it's up to me to actually work with it and find out what is its value and what is its message yeah so that's like that is super important for Mm. me in my work and you know being here and and and, you know your focus is being about your voice is is often for me is to really name things that are uncomfortable or shameful or the things that people wouldn't bring up in normal polite conversation like I you know like if you ask me how I am like I will tell you (laughs) like you know (laughs) like I'll I mean I'll try to like in the beginning that was a bumpy practice like people were not like really expecting um that so I I've now come to balance and tempering it and finding like trying to feel into like what are you really available for like I'd be like "Mm, not great and you can ask more if you want and I can I can gauge it um but it is really like bringing so many of these things that are kept Mm. in the dark into 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 equal standing with the things that we have damned because you can damn things positively well i was telling a story just a couple of uh days ago when we were having a when i was uh, leading a class um just talking about damning that when i was young my sister was labeled the good daughter Mm. she got the good grades she always followed the rules she was polite I was labeled the bad daughter because wow. I talked back. I wanted to like push back against rules. I wanted to always ask why things were the way they were. Yeah. You know, like I wanted a lot more attention than my introverted mother wanted to give me. I was needy. Like I had all of these things. So I was labeled as the bad daughter. Mm. And the way that that shaped both of our lives, like I think. I don't think I need to really spell out how it affected me. Yeah. No matter how good I was, it, it didn't really matter. I couldn't mm. really shake that mantle and that label. Yeah. Um. But what I didn't really realize later was really now, you know, much later, now we're half a century into life, is how much it actually affected my sister inadvertently mm. as well. Her being damned as the good daughter. 
there's a lot of stuff that's not integrated Mm. in her and her life because of that like that that was equally as harmful yeah yeah and we can have the idea that if you label the good one that's all good then that's good but if you label the bad one that's not a good thing but yes it can really affect equally and talk about affecting the voice about her being able to share her truth and feeling like she there's there was probably so many things that felt forbidden for her to say where is in that way i was lucky i didn't have that yeah i was like well fuck like if you know i'm the bad daughter i'm free yeah Yeah. a little bit like i can be as bad as i want to be yeah and that gave me a yeah a freedom Mm. in itself in a way Yeah. yeah It actually also makes me think um, the things you're talking about, because um, often we can we can be told. Or I heard many times about a you know relationship, a romantic relationship, that if it's right, it's easy. Oy. you know we yeah. hear all those labels about it shouldn't have to be that difficult, especially in the beginning of uh, where you're dating or getting yeah. to know each other and. If it's right, it's easy, and all these labels about how it should be a relationship, which right. is often something that sounds like everything is perfect and right. it's able to be perfect. Right? Is that something you heard also out there in the world? Uh, yes. And what's your point of view? On that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. So um, you know, yeah, I want to start again with like context setting that like. Uh, you're talking to someone who practices uh, authentic relating. Yes. So that means, in a nutshell, what I believe is that there should be as many different relationships in the world as there are people. Yeah. Like one type of relationship I'd have with one partner is utterly different than what I would have with the dynamics with another partner. Mm. And so it's just like there is part of that which I imagine is true for certain people. I can imagine for people who have who come from really dysfunctional families Mm -hmm. where everything was like walking on eggshells and everything was like triggering and stuff like that for them, like to have something that suddenly feels easy is going to be their medicine. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic. Like great. But again, where we get into danger is when we say this is the way it should be for Mm -hmm. everyone, which is definitely an issue here in Denmark, which is, Uh, you know with Yantelon and and just this whole idea of like homogeny and what works for one works for all and so I think in in a culture a homogenous culture like this that's even more deeply rooted and difficult Mm -hmm. to get away with saying this is the way it should be yeah yeah so that's a part of my nature to always want to push back and now I I want to say like hey that might be true for somebody Mm. Um, that has not been true for me. Like for me now at my point in life, I know the areas in which I've done the work and therefore those parts in my relationships generally are pretty easy. Hmm. And that's pretty easy with this one particular person. (laughs) And then I turn to this other person. I'm like, oh, wow, that is not easy at all with this person, even though I'm still the constant factor. Like, okay, now I have a new dynamic of something that I need to experience. Mm. And for me, who I've recognized that, I mean, I'm a personal growth junkie. Yeah. And again, some people are just like, I had a, like the first 20 years of my life were full of suffering. I just want to like live in peace for the rest of my life. This is, 
this is as good as it gets for me. This is where I want to be. I want to like send love and blessings towards those people. Mm -hmm. They figure that out for themselves. And I don't want to judge them as like not working hard or anything Mm -hmm. because my path is utterly different. Yeah. Like I, I do know something about myself at Mm -hmm. this point in my life, which is like, I never want to stop growing. Mm -hmm. And my particular flavor of growth is like like there's pretty much like discomfort and pain are of a constant like companion to me Hmm. and they're there for reasons yeah like i might be a naturally complacent person that means lazy for anyone who needs to (laughs) that's a nicer way to say lazy no um that you know i think there's a part of me that wants to have it easy and therefore I build a lot of that into my life. I have certain structure. I don't like make appointments before 10 or 11. Like I make sure I have a lot of alone time. Um, You've heard me discuss my whole fuck budget mentality before, I believe. Uh, Fuck budgets. Yes, I can go into that. Yes, Uh, what is that? I can go into that in a moment. Uh, (laughs) I'll finish this thought and then go there. (laughs) So like I make sure that I do have a, you know, a huge chunk of my life feels pretty easy and mm. welcoming and relaxing and hugging. And, you know, I make sure I have a yeah. lot of that so that I can also bring the pain, mm. you know, um, and keep that in balance. Yeah. Does that, how's yeah. that landing for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds really amazing. Yeah. yeah, really. It makes so much sense. Yeah. And, and of course, to get back to your, your query about if people are in relationships And again, it feels out of balance. It feels like you're constantly just in a state of pain and trigger. Like Mm. that's probably like, like if your nervous system isn't in a point where you're learning anything, it's it's probably time to move on. Like, you know, it's, uh, and I, you know, like you, and we've discussed that before, of course, I've had, um, been in some abusive situations in the past Mm. where, yeah, every, like, there was something ultimately that that I was able to reap and 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 derive meaning from it. Mm. Luckily, much later, yeah. actually, um, and so now I'm at the point in my life where it's just like if it's not more in balance, like I'm I'm going to avoid it. Yeah, and only I really can can be in touch with that. Mm. Yeah. So I hope that answered. Does that answer yeah. the question? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and I guess also there's a authentic relating. You know so much about. Yeah. I would be curious. Like, is there something from that, like some nuggets or something like that, you could give the listeners to yeah. if they're if they're struggling in a relation? It could be with their parents, with their siblings, with yeah. friends, yeah. or a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, whatever. For sure. Children. For sure. Um. That's like, do you have some uh, advice to how to handle it better? How to, oh, to really I have, be I authentic have, I have yourself? so much. How much time do we have now? <laughs> um, uh, by the way, I am going to make just a, a brief plug that I will be leading a workshop in this. Yeah, uh, cool. yeah coming in, in June. Nice. Uh, which is a two-day uh, intensive like um, workshop called The Art of Being Human. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and yeah, you can, I will put you can put some show notes, notes in, in that. The, yeah. And so what we really teach is the embodiment of the five practices of authentic mm. relating, which I can list off to you now. 
give a very brief overview about what those things are. So again, I like to really stress that they're called practices. Mm. Like it's, it's a continual thing and it's like any type of muscle or breathing exercise or yoga practice or Mm. anything. The more you practice it, the deeper you go in it and the more embodied and natural it feels. Mm. And therefore in the beginning, they might feel awkward, uh, you know, and, and depending like kind of what, um, yeah, what social group you're from or where you are in life or, you know, if you're like, it's going to be very different to put these practices into play if you're in your 70s and you're setting your ways in a certain yeah. way as it is when you're in your 20s and you're still fluid and, and mm. learning new things. And it depends on, you know, Americans tend to be really like much more open emotionally and being able to express certain things. Yeah. Uh, and they might have more of a harder time being authentic in a funny way because it's all about self-promotion. I'm making some very blanket social statements here, folks. <laughs> I just want to name that right away. Yeah. But I'm just saying that like I want to recognize that like, um, you know, like for instance, Danes like tend to be actually a little bit more you ask them their feelings on something, they'll be like, I don't like that. Like it's, they're, they're much more like authentic in some of those things, yeah. but it can be a, a much more of a struggle for them to, to really like share their, their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's because it, that isn't part really of, of society or bringing here. Yeah. So I just want to, I just wanted to name that um, these practices, like some of them, some people will find very easy and the other one's very hard and vice versa for yeah. others. Yeah. So yeah, the five practices, the first one is called welcome everything. Welcome everything. Welcome everything. Mm. And, um, and again, that might sound, uh, super overwhelming and just, <laughs> you know, like, wow, everything? you know, yeah, everything. <laughs> and it is not to tolerate everything. It's a way, again, I'm going to try to do really short um, introductions to these. Did you know that if someone is throwing a punch at you, that pulling away from that punch Mm -hmm. is much more painful than if you actually lean into the punch? It's it's a very funny thing, which it's, isn't that completely counterintuitive to anything? If you have a fist flying at your face. It feels like the opposite to lean into a punch. Like yeah. it just feels terrible. It has something to do, and I, I hope somebody writes in and, and says like, oh, I'm, I'm a physics major and I understand this. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's known that if you actually meet, you meet it, yeah. that yes, yeah, somehow like you cut off the, the trajectory of the punch. Again, I am not a physicist no, at no, all, no. but this is just something that I use as a metaphor. Yeah. For pain and discomfort. So walk into Yeah, it's very easy to welcome like a beautiful day and a beautiful woman sitting across from you and a beautiful cup of tea. Like like that's this is very welcoming. I walked in and you greeted me with tea and a hug and just like (laughs) "Mm," and sunshine and coziness and I don't think we need to practice that that welcoming. That's that's (laughs) intuitive. Yeah. What is much harder to welcome? is discomfort Mm. and pain and it is just like getting a cancellation for a course or you know workshop that you worked so hard on and Mm. going okay this is here now like 
what what am I feeling right here now? I'm feeling grief. Mm. I'm feeling disappointment. Um, wow, I really really wanted this. Like, what what can this be? You know, we all felt so much like of this in the last, you know, in 2020 was yeah. full of another of, of cancellation, another cancellation, <laughs> and yet ultimately, many of us eventually found beauty in it Mm. right like oh I finally caught up on all these books I've been meaning to read or like I'm like oh we found out how to actually connect over zoom like Mm. I I was so hesitant at first to put my workshops on online I thought Mm. how are we going to put this type of connection online and now I'm I'm in deep connection with people all over the world and Mm. places that we couldn't get the work before yeah you know, so like for me to welcome that, anything that comes to me, mm. what I'm welcoming is the potential of there to be a gift in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a short version of that. And again, mm. we have all these practices that go around into embodiment of that. Yeah. So really like when something shows up to go like, okay, instead of going fuck off and like, you know, no, I don't like really be like, okay, you're here now. Hmm. what you got like you know and that's again that is a lifelong practice to getting to a point where you actually like a lot of times I'm begrudgingly welcomed I'm like all right you're here like you know if it's something particularly it might take me a while to really go okay really welcome 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 that that's a practice I guess it could be also linked to for example if you were dating somebody and they um, they broke up or something like that so instead of feeling the grief and the sadness disappointment you could maybe decide to just go out and find somebody else to uh, put a bandage on it and not feel right or you could choose to actually spend maybe a week or however long you need to sit with it feel it let it move through you and then go out in right. the right yes yeah right yeah mm-hmm. and and it goes back a little bit to like the undamming thing which is um you know calling generally we think of something as good or bad yeah. like it instantly just get our brain makes that mm. call in a second yeah um which it's needed to do with the animal part of our brain like is this going to kill me or not like you know it's like it's it's natural yeah. um i i don't want to damn undamning i don't want to damn damnation as well <laughs> you know it's like there it has a reason yeah but it's not really great in relationships mm. and and to be open to things so if um yeah instead of like labeling something as good or bad my my pro tip my my superpower like if i have one superpower yeah. it's actually really having stopped labeling things as good or bad mm. but simply asking how can i allow this to serve me mm. that's a beautiful question yeah that's just like that has been a, a absolute game changer for yeah. me and it's one that I've I've adapted many years ago and it luckily really still sticks around yeah um and it also takes it back to yourself instead of pointing fingers at somebody else. waiting for somebody else to take care of it which I might wait a lifetime for yeah yeah so I'm just like okay this is here like how can this serve me and it's there's going to be both again light and shadow in this mm. so like what what do I have the capacity for right now yeah yeah um, so that was the first practice. Yeah? yeah. Welcome everything. The second one is assume nothing. 
Assume nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that all, that one also has a little bit like again they're they're very poppy, but they can yeah. they can be kind of triggering. Like, um, we generally make again like all of these like impromptu like spur of the moment. Mm. Again, our brain needs to do that. That's good. That's bad. That's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, that's great. I want that. Are they gonna like me if I do this? And they're not gonna like me if I do yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, so really it's the other much longer, messier way I like to describe it is recognize that everything happening outside of your experience is an assumption. Mm. So I would look over at you and I, you know, see your sweet smile looking back at me and your soft eyes and the way that you're nodding. Yeah. And I can be like, I can be like, oh, she's really into this conversation. <laughs> like, she's really liking it. Mm. Really, that's an assumption I'm having. Yeah. It's an assumption I'm having. Yeah. And a lot of times, like in this moment, this is a, quite a beautiful assumption. I mean, it f- makes me feel very relaxed and warm. Yeah. And I'm very happy to go on with that assumption without even needing to check it because it's <laughs> doing something for me. Yeah. But, you know, I could also be looking over at you and you could have your brow furrowed and looking at mm. me with some concern. And I could be like, Oh, I'm fucking up this interview. Like this is not this is not at all what she had hoped for. Yeah. And I'll have this whole story and make it my truth that you're unhappy, you're not getting what. Mm. And if I just checked for a moment and said, Hey, how is this interview going for you? Like I, I noticed the way that you're looking at me is kind of like with this furrowed brow and you yeah. could and you could say you could say you could either confirm my assumption and go, Yeah, yeah, that's I'm just not getting what I want from you, <laughs> Natasha. Or you could say, oh, no, I'm just like, I'm really, really thinking hard yeah. about what has really impacted me and is really bringing up something in my life. Mm. Or you could be like, oh, the the sun just came out of your shoulder and it's yeah. actually making me squint and notice that I'm having a bit of a migraine coming on. Yeah. Like multiple universes could be happening over there. Definitely. But I've just jumped to the one that fits my wound quickest. Yeah. My yeah. codependent, like whatever, which is <clears throat> like your feelings are dependent on me doing a good job. It can go back to that whole thing. And in a moment, like I can start closing down. You start wondering why am I closing down? Yeah. And if we're not checking in these assumptions, what's between us just kind of dies or goes away and we wander off afterwards and never speak to each other again in a a most dramatic, (laughs) but this is what's happening all the time. Absolutely. We just immediately have all these assumptions. So and project them instead of asking questions right exactly so Mm. curiosity being our number one best friend in this practice of just being like hey i'm 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 noticing like i'm having a a little bit of a reaction to what i'm perceiving as your reaction and i'm i'm seeing this and i just want to check in like how is this going yeah and and that keeps this liveliness behind us and even if you were to confirm my assumption somehow that is better than me just sitting with this assumption yeah. by myself. At least we're together and you could see like, oh, I can see that that impacts you. And okay, well, what can, it empowers me to now say, what what could be more lively yeah. for you? What How can yeah. we get into a conversation? It opens up our possibilities for yeah. more togetherness. And- yeah, and do it together as, as like collaborating around what doesn't work instead of uh, relational but, uh, instead of it being against each other like you're right. doing something wrong i'm doing something wrong we're doing something together here yes so. 
So we... even if we're doing something wrong, we're doing it together. Yeah, yeah. So can, is <laughs> it going fuck well? Let's fuck together. Can we make it better together. Yes, yeah, exactly. Because we affect each other as humans. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's the assume nothing, recognizing that pretty much anything that's going on outside of you is an assumption, yeah. and to check it. Yeah. And again, we have a world of a uh, number of practices for that. Um. Next one is uh, revealing your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be a particularly good one for you and your and your practice and what you're doing. And I imagine it is something that might come more naturally to you yeah. in the way that probably this also comes very naturally to me. Mm. It's just to share what's going on within myself. And for first and foremost, most importantly, is to reveal my own feelings to myself. Yeah. Most of us, many of us, do not do that as a as a regular practice. Mm. You know, so the first, like, again, in the beginning when I had this practice, and even before I really knew it was a practice where I was just constantly, like, unfiltered and, and sharing things yeah. out of myself, um, it took me a while to really recognize, like, and again, that's the codependent bit of the side of it like Mm. i want to be with you so let me tell you everything that's going on inside of me yeah oversharing basically because that's also a characteristic oversharing Oversharing. yeah so that's what happens when you're revealing your experience but you're not doing the fourth practice which is owning your experience yeah yeah so like in revealing my experience i'm like first to myself i'm like oh i'm i'm noticing some discomfort right now i'm mm. i'm noticing like um you know i'm reacting about these these you know small expressions that are on this person's face and they're yeah. looking concerned or they're looking at me like i'm mildly crazy or yeah. you know like and i'm having all this stuff so if i can just name it to myself like oh i'm i'm noticing some i'm 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 closing a bit and all mm. of these things and next if i can reveal that to the person that i'm in you know, what with. you notice inside yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, that's going to be more important the more connected or the more you want to be connected to this person. Mm. You might not reveal it to, you know, um, somebody in a queue, you know, yeah. at the grocery yeah. store. But but if you it's really somebody you want to have a relational connection with, be like, hey, I'm noticing I'm, I'm uh, as as you're talking, like something is, is kind of closing in me and I, I just want to reveal that and... Mm kind of just like let uh, because i'm not really being very present with you right now and yeah. uh, being more distracted by this like that will then open up a world yeah and then yeah do you want to speak to that before? i just had a, a question because yeah. then if if for example you do that with a person who doesn't know this practice yeah and they may react by um, um throwing it back at you yeah or closing down or getting yeah. upset or angry or mm-hmm. you know something like that then mm. how do you deal with that that if, leads if... to practice number four okay. <laughs> perfect segue <laughs> thanks for the setup uh right. practice number four being own your experience mm. so recognizing that everything that's happening inside of you is yours yeah you know so the more I own my experience, like what is an unowned experience and said, hey, those looks on your face are triggering me. Like your, those looks on your face make mm. me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like that's an unowned experience, mm. right? Whereas if generally, and again, with practice, this comes a lot easier where I'm just going like, wow, I'm, 
I'm noticing something closing down in me. Can we just like take a moment and breathe? And mm-hmm. are you open to me sharing? And you'll very quickly see if somebody like feel, and that's where you start to use consent and and, and questions and mm-hmm. uh, you know you practice these with people you trust and who are the least triggered first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. Like parents are on the last; they're in the last; <laughs> they're at the very end of the queue. You mm-hmm. know. Um, you start with like-minded. That's why these like workshops are so great. Yeah. Or these communities are so great that you practice with like-minded people mm-hmm. to to really build up like like training, building yeah. up your 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 muscles yeah. and your embodiment, so that you're able to actually really own it when you share it. To go to say, "Wow, this is really this is really affecting me," mm-hmm. and you can see if they're just like, "Oh, do, is there is there more?" Like even if they don't know anything about this, yeah. You can just start off gently, test the waters, and 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 see. And like anything, you're gonna fuck this up at first. Like it's gonna. Yeah. Every new practice is messy, so yeah. I'm here to give you give you the invitation that it's gonna be awkward at first. Some of the language feels awkward at first. Like I'm noticing this. Like how does this feel for you? Yeah. What is the impact? And just like a new language, after a while, yeah, you start to get comfortable and you start to modulate it to your own needs yeah, i guess that in the beginning it almost feels inauthentic actually it, it so On does the journey to try to ironically be authentic, you feel like not I, authentic. ironically it really does it's yeah. like trying on a new hairstyle or a new outfit you're like is this me and like you need to yeah. kind of like and again can you like authentically be inauthentic you can be like okay here's me trying on this new exactly. thing and i will reveal like like to my friends like Hey, I'm trying a new practice. I you might find me kind of awkward. I just would like to name that. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, would you? Are you open to like having me practice? Like when something comes up in our conversation that feels kind of triggering for me. And, yeah. And I'm doing this because I really want to be closer to you, and yeah. I recognize there's a part of myself that I always keep somewhat hidden. I guess if you actually say exactly that to to name your why you do it, your intention. That would also make people feel more safe with you being different than you usually so are. Much. Because usually when you you change something, people get afraid, right? Like, what's happening now? Who are you now? What does that mean for me? Yeah. But if you name your intention with it, that you just want to get closer and yeah. create a better a better bond, yeah. that, then it can be easier. Yeah. Mm. So true. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then the final. There's the one fifth. more. Like, yeah. wait, there's more. There's one more. And the last one is called Honor Self, Honor Other. Mm. So, yeah, you mentioned at the beginning about radical honesty. Mm. And um, and again, this is maybe maybe they've updated it. But many years ago when I first, like, like 20 years ago when I first started the practice, I was... Uh, and then maybe I also didn't really apply, I didn't have the full, like anything, if you're only applying part of the practice or you don't get very deep into the practice, mm. you're not getting the full rounded benefits of it. But in the beginning, it was me like revealing my experience, revealing my experience, revealing my experience, like yeah. kind of like firing, all, all pistons firing. And, uh, you know, it was often met with like hurt and um and this is where a lot of people like learn to not be very honest because they often go like oh honesty hurts other people mm. and they of course that's 
that's not really the reason why things go so hurtful. It's when honesty isn't owned. Mm. It's you're not checking for consent. It's like there's so many things around that that uh, it's it's not the honesty that's the problem, yeah. right? <laughs> you the know, the way it's delivered. Yes. Yeah. Or... So for me to like, um, you know, we have this whole like the we build all weekend up to like the main part, which is a big conflict transformation piece about mm. how to bring how to be in conflict in a more loving and yeah and you know owned way. So as we move towards that, it's really just like like naming intentions about things and saying like yeah i i'm bringing this to you because i really want to be in in greater Mm -hmm. connection with you and also like i want to check like your interest and your availability for Mm -hmm. for this stuff and of course right now that seems like a lot to say around anything that's that's going to be more for the juicier things yeah but to get back to the honor self honor honor other is like there's I'm honoring myself in these practices because I'm I'm doing all of this first and foremost. Yeah. For myself. Yeah. yeah. To be in connection and with myself and to to lead the way through the way that I want to be with others. Mm. So I do put myself slightly first. I'm like, oh, I I've got some boundaries I need to share with you. Mm. I have some needs. I have some desires. I have some things. And now I really me sharing that I want to hear about your needs and your bound and I want to just see like how can we overlap as much as possible like Mm. you're like the other is immediately behind that yeah like it's not way behind that and it's not in front of which for our codependent listeners and participants of this conversation (laughs) it was quite flipped right in the back where it was always to put someone else and I think also the feminine is often has been And depending also which culture you're in, mm. and some, you know, coming from my my Latin culture, base culture, which was, uh, you know, uh, women were always encouraged to put men first. Yeah. You know, so you have all these things. So really, that is that's actually going to be tricky for a number of people to yeah. say, like, first, let me just like be in touch with myself, find out what my needs and my, and now, now I'm open for receiving you and in, in, in your needs and, yeah. and what they are. And that might happen simultaneously. Okay, let me sit here and, and be in touch with my needs and you be yeah. in touch with your needs and then let's like find out where we can meet. Yeah. And, um, mm. So that's the five practices. I've tried to put them in as much detail and as little time as possible. Super amazing. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes. It's so interesting, I find. And imagine if everybody learned this and practiced it, it would be amazing. It's it's a dream of mine yeah. that, like, and especially imagine for people like you or I who, you know, struggled when we were younger with, mm. with certain things like, you know, and, and me struggling with, with depression and, and, and suicidal tendencies throughout my mm. youth. Like, I imagine what a lifesaver this would have been yeah. to me. Like, yeah. ultimately, I did end up saving my life, thank thank God, in uh, you know. Um, but just, like, to get this, like to get this into schools like Mm. these really simple practices like like why aren't these part of curriculum and and luckily you know uh they're getting this uh our our company works with getting this into the prison systems in america which is life-changing in these in these places um to actually like build up people's emotional relational intelligence before they go back out into society Mm. um 
you know, this can be like life-saving in terms of like, you know, uh, LGBTQ, yeah. like to be able to come out to their families mm-hmm. and to, to own who they are. Um, you know, it's just so like it works with, uh, I mean, we have so much racism in the world and, and bigotry mm-hmm. and like how to just say like, hey, I'm having this experience over here. What about your experience over there? And like, can I honor you for who you are and what you bring and yeah. recognize like, I don't need to get like upset about any of that. I'm living my own life over mm. here. And like, how can we meet and, and me being like, look at you over there with your strengths and, and yeah. the way you're moving through the world and what can I learn and be inspired by and mm. hold space for each other. So it, it really is life changing work. And I, I, I'm hoping kind of in the way that like yoga has taken off and yeah. it's like everywhere now, like, you know, like Let's make Maersk work. now like has probably like yoga classes for their, their, their staff, like, like that used to be a real like fringe yeah. work. I am also hoping that this, that this modality picks up mm-hmm. momentum so that we can all just like be together more yeah, and be, be ourselves more. Yes. Yeah. And safe together, right? Yeah. To be ourselves because yeah. I think often when we don't express our truth self or authentic self, it's because we're afraid of something, right? Afraid, afraid of being judged or abandoned yeah. or rejected or yeah. a, any kind of conflict yeah. or any of those things. That's usually what holds us back from yeah. expressing ourselves, right? Yeah. And then just like exactly what you say, I imagine you wanting to share with something and you saying all of that. Yeah. Instead of, you know, you being like, I want to share something with you, but I notice I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid you're going to judge me. Yeah. And I'm afraid like, you know, you're going to reject me. Mm. Like that's, that's the thing we don't usually say. Yeah. And, uh, it's just implicit under the, in the surface and usually just comes out like blurp and you just yeah. blurt out <laughs> the thing and there's, there's been no vulnerability set. Like, exactly. uh, like it's very difficult not to meet vulnerability with other vulnerability. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's much harder. So the moment somebody just like kind of like puts their heart in their hands like that and just reaches it out, yeah. it's like, mm, I'm like, oh, I want to be with you and your exactly. vulnerability. And and I don't have to get defensive because it's your experience. Mm-hmm. You're not telling me like, I'm doing this. You're like, I, I'm really challenged when you don't, when you don't call me back yeah. for days on end. Like yeah. I, like, like that feels really tender for me. And I'm wondering like if we can talk about it and mm. it brings up stories that I'm not worthy. And yeah, like I, I'd really love to just like check those assumptions and, exactly. you know. But that also makes me think because many people also talk about, we should not expect anything from anybody. Yeah. Um, so for example, in that example you just gave, saying to another person it makes me feel i feel like this mm-hmm. when you do like that yeah uh, how does how do you say that in re- relation with the expectations so yes. the other person i don't know how to phrase this correctly yeah but so the other person is not uh, focused on some expectation from the other person yes. and then it yeah. becomes about that does that make sense? Yes. So first of all, like, yeah, it, it, it is a trick of language. Like the moment yeah. you just said, like, it makes me feel like, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, and again, that takes a while. Yeah. That, that takes a while to like catch yourself. And, yeah. And, and again, that's why it's wonderful to have practice buddies and trainings yeah. to just say like, somebody go up and go, hmm? 
back that up. So a really owned way to say it is, is like, I notice yeah, notice. when you don't call. Like, first mm. of all, it's me instantly putting mm. it inside of myself. Yeah. And instead of it being truth, like, yeah. I feel like this when you do that, that means I'm damning that whenever you don't call, yeah. I feel shitty. Yeah. Right? Instead, it's saying, I notice. Yeah. So I instantly almost take an observational feel mm. on my own experience right yeah it gives me a little perspective i'm not like in like the minute i go i feel this and that that you need to do that sometimes like i feel really sad right now like that's a fully owned complete statement yeah um however if like days later (laughs) you know like you're seeing so now it's becoming more of a story yeah and that's like that starts to build up its own momentum so now your partner's over and you're like I'd really love to share something. Are you are you available? Mm. Like like are you available for me to share something that I'm I've been working on? Mm. And again, if they're like, yeah, okay, you're more like, oh, this is maybe not like this feels super tender to me. Like, yeah. can we just like breathe together, be in connection, or mm. and say so? I I I notice mm. when I leave you a voicemail, and then you know it takes you a couple of days to get back at me. Like, I notice I'm coming up with this story. Mm-hmm. Like, I notice coming up with this story um, that, like, I'm not that important to you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I also recognize that I have some expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, I recognize that I have expectations because expectations are purely a self-made yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, unless it was an agreement that you made with another person. Yeah. Uh, that's an agreement it's different than expectations but expectations are often one-sided and so again for me to just like put the power back in my cap like and not verbalized yeah and yes exactly they're implicit so I'm like I I recognize that I have some expectations about like what partners are and like that's like for me it's like I leave you a message you respond to that message it happens pretty quickly and so I guess what I'm asking is like do you do we need to like come up with some like like it might really help me to understand more of like your process with like when mm. you don't return my calls for a couple of days like are you able to just like send me like a thumbs up emoji just that you got like that you just yeah. received it or like for me context is everything I have a very overactive imagination like I have a yeah. really rich rich imagination and again with my wounds from my past yeah like a story if I'm not feeling really balanced in myself is like oh they're they've lost interest or yeah something especially people who have ADHD or you know are neurodivergent in some way like can 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 say like really have like lots of stories going on yeah. so it goes like hey like I noticed that when that happens I'm wondering if you would if you would work with me because I notice part of me starts to close down to you yeah and then mm. maybe I start my messages start getting more needy which make you even less likely to return those messages. Yeah. And then we break up. Like, you know, so I'm wondering, can we actually come up with some agreements that Mm. like work for our dynamic? Like, like what works for you? Does it work for you to not return my message? Can you just say like, hey, babe, like busy for like next couple of days. Like, I love you. I'll get back to you when I have time. Yeah. That, that's what I need. And I I know that about myself. That might not work for somebody else for them to, so for you to negotiate. 
And then if that is broken, you can be like, hey, we had an agreement. Like yeah, that, that becomes can... a different thing. But exactly. again, how do we make the implicit explicit? Yeah. Like how do we take all of these things that generally are not really said, assumptions mm-hmm. deep on both sides of the relationships, and just as they come up to like before they get really into deep, dark, wounding places yeah. to be like, ooh, I just, I'm, oh, this is starting uh, the last this has happened like three times now and I'm yeah. noticing something in me is starting to pull away. Yeah. Like I, I'd like to work on this honoring self first. Like it's for me. Like I need this. Yeah. And are you willing to like work with me on it? Yeah. It makes it a lot less defensive and people generally want to work with you a lot more when you own that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not I'm, put on You're them. fixing me. Exactly. You did something wrong. Yes. <laughs> it made me feel like Make this. Make me now feel you need to better. Do something different. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really beautiful when you can do that. Like start slowly to say, hey, are you open to having a conversation? Is, even is this a good time for you to have a conversation with me? Yes. And to to ask if they're willing to go into something and yeah, just yeah. like slide into it slowly and yeah. ask for permission. Even that yes. would be revolutionary. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yeah, so much of what we and that's why, you know, consent is such a big part of my work is to really mm. like just like check in yeah. and, and just like because at this moment, even if it seems really small, like I understand it's for me. Like, yeah. you know, so like for me, it's like, it's a service you're providing for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask if you can do this thing for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And again, people are just usually if you're, again, like the difference between like, I, I have this thing sometimes with my partner is that he uh, just like takes things without asking sometimes. Like he'll just like lean over and like, like grab like some of my food or my chocolate and you put it okay. and it's really interesting what it does in my system I'm just yeah. like <laughs> like I just like I do not like it mm. and so we've had a few talks about it and I was like I finally just and I said you know it, it's probably for you really silly um and I said but like I just want to tell you like what it what it does like when you actually just say oh may I have a piece of that chocolate? I was like, have I ever refused you anything, first of all? But also, it gives us a chance to be in relational. It gives me a chance to be generous. Mm. Like, I wanted that piece of chocolate. Like, and now, like, not only do I not have the chocolate, but you've taken it from me. (laughs) Like, you know? (laughs) Out asking. Yeah, and it just, like, for even though it seems so silly and so small, it does breed some type of mistrust yeah. eventually at the end of the day. It is like, the little Just like things. a thousand little things like yeah. end up, you know, a thousand grains of sand end up making a long beach, you know, but Absolutely. like it's those little things. So I said, you know, when you say, oh, I see you're that one piece of chocolate and oh, I would just love that chocolate so much. Are you willing to share it? I was like, I, like the liveliness that does in yeah. me to just be like, ooh, not only like, do I get to see my beloved like light up? Like I'm getting a chance to be generous. Yeah. Like we, why don't we share this piece of chocolate together and put it in our mouths and like have this moment together. It's like, there's this, like that just increased like this relational thing. Like there was a huge opportunity to Absolutely. have like those, those moments. And it's actually a good example <laughs> for people to, to maybe use to practice. Yeah. Like about some food. Yeah, and it's very dif- different how people feel about sharing food, right? Yeah. Like, no, this is mine, and you get yours. And yes. I was like, no, let's have a tapas. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Actually, to be honest, 
I, I, I like the idea of tapas, but it stressed me out to have tapas because I feel like there's so much to, to deal with and so many conversations <laughs> to be had. And I guess it's my codependency that's triggered in that situation. I can totally see that. So, it, so it's not so much that I don't want to share. I love to share. Yeah. Still if people ask. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's more like just it stressed me out the situation <laughs> so so here's Tapas. my here's my question mm-hmm. like bringing it back into the field of this work yeah like I'm curious like do you have a lot of friends that serve tapas and do you go over and you just sit and you're just like in discomfort when there's tapas or have you told your friends that serve you tapas like have you ever revealed I have to tell you something I really it really stresses me out when... well I, I don't have a lot of, I mean I have a lot of friends from uh, Spain okay, but but yeah. uh, but no I I think it's more some friends I have here that that more have a tendency to like to just share different things yes where where for me it's just easier just to have my own plate to deal with yes <laughs> so this is something for instance this would bring this is a an, another weird little quirky chance for intimacy yeah so like like now that I know this about you, like where I to like invite you over to, to my place, like I would remember that about you. And, yeah. and like, just to know those little things, like I'm, you're going to be so much more lit up the next time we're together. And you're like, in, instead of me being like, wow, Louisa doesn't like my food, you know, <laughs> yeah. and having this assumption about you, I'd be like, oh, Louisa like really loves having her own plate. And like, here's like, not only did you reveal something that probably feels kind of vulnerable yeah. to just be like, okay, I feel a little bit like a creep and a freak because everybody else is, <laughs> I have an assumption that everybody else is enjoying these tapas. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, it's just like, oh no, did I eat too many of the, <laughs> of those and did they get enough? And I guess it's the whole control yes, thing, you know, yeah. it's like, have I taken too much of the hummus and is it enough for everybody else? It's like, it's so much to... Um... I've actually, now that like I'm, <laughs> now that I'm seeing that, like I can think about some dinner parties and like me just being like, there are some really uncomfortable people at this party and I'm wondering how many of them were having that similar experience. And, yeah. and that makes so much sense. And again, how beautiful of like a, a thing where, where somebody's just like saying that to like, I've had to name again in my process, my, my, you know, using this, you all can't see, but I have a very, what's been called a very generous sized mouth. And so I like <laughs> to say that I, I use it well in like describing like my discomfort. Like when we go to like a big dinner and everybody's kind of ordering their own food and everybody wants to split the bill mm. and I don't really eat a lot like I usually can just have like an appetizer for like yeah. a dinner like and that's fine and I don't drink alcohol and I'm a vegetarian yeah so like I've had this like little like 95 krona like appetizer yeah. and like water and someone else has had like an appetizer and a main course and like three glasses of wine <laughs> and like talk about an opportunity for like intimacy and discomfort to wow. when they're yeah. like everybody else is splitting and I'm like Hey, this feels super awkward, but um, I it do, really doesn't feel very fair for me to yeah. to 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 split. So I'm gonna like stand for like doing this, and like you know if it if it rounding it up makes it a little bit easier. But I'd like to find something that feels a bit more fair. Mm. And watching a whole table full of people like turn and look at you like with mild horror because no one else would think to do it yeah. is definitely lessened intimacy and revealing, yeah. and yet. 
if I if I know anybody in that party, I know that the next time we're together, they're going to be more mindful about mm. it, or they're not, and we're actually not going to probably be very good friends. But yeah. it, but it's a situation so often we can be in as people, right? Yeah, and so often we wouldn't say anything; we would just be okay. Then I, you know, just keep silent and be compliant with the situation to not rock the boat or have anybody think yeah. badly about us. But there's so many daily situations like that where we can practice and and as you say like that just leads to many of us probably don't think that we're inauthentic Mm -hmm. you know like because like again if we think of something as inauthentic it seems like somebody wearing too much makeup or talking in a certain way Mm -hmm. or or acting like there's something we're not but you know we are inauthentic in anytime we're not really like using our our full voice and we're keeping all of those little parts of ourselves hidden Mm. we're just not i almost don't want to say inauthentic because again that sounds like but we're not in our full authenticity and Mm. again that's that's going to be next to impossible but be fully authentic all the time it's just something that we're aspiring to is to reveal the most of ourselves as possible Mm. in a way that like is honoring both for ourselves and for others and that's it's it's an aspiration yeah yeah it's not a like a constant state Mm. and even me that's been doing this practice for some time like I will always have like areas in which like I'm still struggling to be fully myself or to fully reveal or yeah or something so it's just like I'm in practice and I'm utterly human yeah that's why that's why our course is called the art of being human it's like this is it like this is this is me humaning yeah uh, humaning yeah (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's one last thing I, w- I would like to talk a little bit about before we round up. Yeah. Um, it's the the idea, or I don't know if you can call it an idea, but the thing about some people tend to go towards uh, just having one partner. Yes. And some people find it more natural for them to have maybe more than one partner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> And I know that's something you have experienced with yes, in yeah. your life. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm really curious about that. And I actually become more and more curious about it from recently having a little bit of a taste of it, I would <laughs> yes, say. Yeah. Uh, without really yeah. uh, experiencing it. But it's um, it's really interesting to me. And even like, how do you do it? And why for some people it, it comes so natural and for some people it seems more unnatural. And yeah. And if that is um, something learned, yeah. if it's because we think we are like that, but mm-hmm. maybe we are actually something <laughs> yeah. else, because recently I started to question everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe I could do that, maybe I couldn't, I don't know, let's try, you know, let's, yeah. let's be curious and t- check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Great, <laughs> what's great. Yeah, what's, what's happening for me around that? <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, the way that I like to describe it is open relating. Yeah. yeah? And, um, and again, it's, it's usually to describe, uh, intimate sexual romantic relationships. But again, I almost like to apply it like in life and to repeat what I said before, I believe that like any two, like there should be as many different relationships as I have. Even in friendships. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I have, I have two partners and um I'm 
I'm more what you would call like, so there's all these different like titles and, and everything, uh, polyfidelis, which is like, I have two partners that I'm committed to. Mm. Like I, um, you know, there's, there's people who are very open and, you know, they lots of, and there's other people who have closed triads, meaning they're all together, you know, in relationship. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, especially common throughout the LGBTQ community, uh, more so, um, with the structure of that. So there's so many different types and like, it goes back. I, I often lean back upon friendships. It's like Mm. no two friendships I have are like, and no one friendship will fulfill me for all of my other friendships. Mm. And you asked me earlier, was I like, how did I know this about myself? I, I did always funnily enough know, um, this, that I just, I almost always, you know, and I've been, I've been queer my whole life as well. Like mm. I always really loved this girl and I really loved this boy, <laughs> you know, like, and yet like, I didn't feel like it took away from either. Yeah. And, um, and of course it wasn't until like society started to impinge on me that I was like, Oh, not only am I maybe doing something a little bit odd by liking both boys and girls, but like liking more than, and, uh, so society pretty much chooses monogamy as a default. Mm. And of course that is deeply entrenched in, um, you know, the patriarchy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, like, you know, of like men owning land and women that came with it. Like, I mean, like basically it's like, I want that piece of land. So I have to marry that woman that that farmer's daughter to get it like and many people don't you know, question it nobody it's questions just, that's it. how it is and so i think that's you know normal. having this and then also it's super secure mm. to be with one person and again talk about light and shadow like it's so much more secure to be with one person it really really is and the shadow of that is also um you know like there's a there's amount of growth that comes in with like really being edgy and it, I don't mean that you even need mm-hmm. to like have a sexually open marriage like I think everybody should be openly relating yeah but you but everybody decides like like for instance I also identify as being demisexual mm-hmm. which means that I really only find sexual attraction for somebody when I feel a deep emotional connection mm-hmm. so um you know, for for me, that 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 works quite well. That like I can actually be really close and intimate with people without necessarily wanting to be sexual with them. Mm. So, in a certain type of relationship, that's been threatening. Like I've been in a, to a monogamous relationship where, if I was even very close, even though I didn't have sexual feelings, if I was really close with another, say I was dating a man mm. and I was really close with another man or another woman, yeah. that could be very, very threatening for my partner. Mm. And that didn't work for me. Yeah. Like I wanted to know that I had the autonomy to like find, like I know the thing I know most about my life, my gen- my huge why in life mm. is connection. Yeah, Like I am here for that. Like that is what I'm all about. Mm. And so for someone to limit me on the connections that I can have is really challenging. Yeah. And and then of course once I get really deeply intimately connected with people, yeah, a lot of times sexuality starts to flow. Yeah. And so the relationship I have with one of my partners is quite different than the relationship I have with the other partner because they are intrinsically different people. Yeah. yeah. You know? 
and uh, you know, one of my partners doesn't have other partners and the other partner does have other partners. Like each person is an individualist. And what I love so much about open relating is again, it really calls for you to be very deeply transparent, mm. very communicative, really owning your experience, really sharing your needs and desires. It's like mm. a really epic way to do that or else there is a lot of pain involved. Yeah. Like, you know, you have doubled the pleasure potential, but you also have doubled the pain. Yeah. It is not for everyone. And so I very much don't also want to damn monogamy. Monogamy works really, really mm. well for people. My concern is that it's a default, that everybody immediately goes, this is the way that yeah. I need to be. I need to be with one person. And especially the heteronormative, like one man, one woman, mm. and raising kids and like that whole thing. Um, you know, earlier on, you mentioned somebody that was still quite young and in the open relating thing. And I'm like, yeah. I think like that's more of the default for young people. It's just like, why don't you start more in that area? Yeah. And then, and then like go, oh no, you know what? I think monogamy is for me. Or like, oh, I'm going to close down into monogamy with this person. We want to raise, a, have a baby or, mm. or something. You know, that again, it's more fluid and more, more open. Yeah. And I'm really moved by like, you know, for I've been since I was 15, you know, like since I had like kind of like starting to have my first adult relationships where I had a like a female partner and a male partner when I was 15. Like I've been like living in the like not really living in the shadows. I've always been pretty open about it. Yeah. It's how I need to be. Mm. That's my my way is to be as like naked and transparent as possible. Yeah. But like I didn't see any other models of this until about like 10 12 years ago like wow. no maybe 15 15 was like the first time i even heard the word polyamorous yeah. and i was like what is that like for so long i thought something was deeply broken how did you find myself. the courage to actually go for it then if you didn't see other people do it yeah it was um again it's like most of like for me has been very dramatic in terms of like uh you know my 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 strongest kryptonite right yeah. superman's kryptonite has always been shame mm. um and it can be something that's probably for other people seem like relatively minor like mm. oh wow i'm ashamed that i didn't pick that up on you or something mm. like that but uh shame is what nearly killed me when i was young and so i think i have like a really like very very f- fine-tuned relationship with my own shame yeah and uh yeah i just felt that chasm starting to like like i mean like the depression really really started to move in to a point where yeah as i as i casually put it i started looking at open windows you mm. know like where i'm just like where i just feel terrible when i'm not really fully being myself and yeah. and i feel so ashamed because i'm not living my my truth or mm. and i got into a place where i had two people that were in love with me and I really I couldn't choose between them and Mm. it was just absolutely I could feel like I was starting to get torn apart inside of myself that it almost didn't even come about them but and finally I was like I have to choose myself and I and I actually found a therapist who specialized in that and then to be able to actually come out like it's funny I've been I've I've been openly queer since I was like a baby but like but like where I actually had to come out was as 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 polyamorous or Mm. even that word doesn't really quite fit me because of like what many people 
describe it as, but right now it's the word, just like for many years, bisexual was like yeah. the word that was given to me. Yeah. But now I just like, I love, like I'm queer and I'm demisexual and that feels, yeah. and I, and I also, by the way, identify as gender fluid. Um, and so for me to actually say, to write these letters to, to both of them and say like, mm. I've come to this realization about myself and like, I love you both. Like I titled it to both of them and sent it and just said, I love you both. And I cannot choose between you. And I, rec- I you know, I, wow. and I understand if you don't choose me. Hmm. And one of them said, uh, wow, this is deeply, deeply challenging and it freaks me out, but I'm, I don't think it's going to work, but I'm willing to give it a chance. Hmm. And the other one was like, wow, I'm really challenged by this. And I think you're a horrible person and I never want to speak to you again. Wow. And, and you know, again, like my worst fear came true and yet it was better than me imagining it mm. and just always going like what if and something like yeah. that and and I also luckily got kind of got the balance I mean both of them could have said that uh easily and I I think I I hope that eventually that part that person maybe in that parallel universe would have found somebody else that like because then I started the next relationship which by the way is with my husband because oh. uh I, I straggled along with that one person for a while yeah. uh, who was constantly terrified anytime I like even hugged somebody else for too long. He's okay. like, oh my God, is she, you yeah. know, is Natasha going to fall in love with this person too? Uh, so that didn't end up, you know, lasting for, mm. for a multitude of reasons. But then like I was able to really practice like this is me. And then when I met my husband, I was able to be like from the get go, like this is me. This is who I am. This is how I want to live my life. And he was like, fucking fantastic. Mm, he was amazing. like, yeah. And now I have the life that I, I love and, and I, I'm able to be free once again. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess that's a beautiful uh, place to Great. finish this yeah. conversation. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really I'm enjoyed really it. I'm <laughs> really grateful that you wanted to take your time to come and talk with me today about these topics that I find really important. Lovely. To get out there. Yeah. Is there anything to finish up that you feel like you you would like to share, say? Or... Yeah, I guess just like, you know, for anyone that this uh, touches, we have like a beautiful community here. A new, uh, new place opened up called Relational Spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, that have people who are like this is where I'll be uh, teaching my workshop in June yeah again called the art of being human but there is like not not just to promote my own work but to promote Mm -hmm. like there's so many people doing beautiful things with circling and different types of relational practices Uh, so it's called relational spaces you can find it on Facebook or just google it um, and find like-minded other people who want connection and to, again, to start with other like-minded people mm. and before starting to bring this into your own already set relationships. It's yeah. easier to start off new relationships Definitely. like this and, and to get your, you know, your sea legs underneath you and, uh, and find your footing before mm. going, going deeper into your, your more challenging relationships. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you can go to my website, jellyfishheart. Mm-hmm dot com and we'll uh, write it in the great show notes, yeah and all if, of it. if anybody has any questions or wants uh, coaching or mm-hmm. or just more information they can contact me through there amazing yeah thank you so much for the opportunity to to share what I am what is really like my why for my life and I I love the opportunity and I'm so happy to yeah. be able to 
create that for you. Great. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>